Welcome to Catchmat Currents, brought to you by the Center for Alaskan Coastal Studies. I love learning. Yesterday, I learned about the concept of aerial plankton, also called aeroplankton or atmospheric plankton. Those who know me will know that I am a marine plankton enthusiast. I'm just amazed by the diverse array of organisms that drift with ocean currents and tides. But what about this aerial plankton? Well, just as plankton refers to organisms in the water column that are not strong enough swimmers to move against the currents or tides, aerial plankton is a way of describing organisms in the air column that are moved around by thermal updrafts, winds, and atmospheric circulation patterns like the jet stream. These plankton generally exist at an altitude of about 100 feet to 15,000 feet above the ground. The number of organisms in the aerial plankton world is staggeringly high. By some estimates, there are around 50 million to 100 million organisms swirling around in the narrow, very tall column extending through the air above your head. Tens of thousands of species spend some time as aeroplankton. Tens of thousands! As you imagine, most of the organisms living this aeroplanktonic lifestyle are tiny. Things like bacteria, viruses, and fungal spores make up a large component of the aerial plankton and can be transported huge distances in the atmosphere. But these aren't the only living things hitching a ride with the wind. Many invertebrates can become aerial plankton, including organisms like aphids, butterflies, moths, beetles, mites, dragonflies, and even wingless invertebrates like caterpillars and spiders. For some animals, this may be unintentional. They're just flying along when they get caught in an updraft, pushed along by wind, and the survivors will eventually be deposited somewhere else, feet or miles away. However, many organisms have evolved to specifically take advantage of updrafts and winds. A variety of small spiders are a great example of this. These spiders crawl up to the tallest point in their nearby habitat, maybe a fence post or tall plant, and create strands of silk that carry them upward with the air currents. If you've read Charlotte's Web, you may remember this exact behavior when it was time for Charlotte's babies to drift to a new home. If conditions are right, these spiders with their silken balloons can be carried quite far by winds in the geostrophic layer. Just because they go far doesn't mean they get where they need to be, though. Many don't land in a particularly great habitat. In fact, spiders sometimes land on ships hundreds of miles out at sea, but enough of them land in suitable habitat that this behavior is advantageous and persists generation to generation. Not only is the existence of aerial plankton fascinating and awe-inspiring, these organisms are ecologically important. They can pose environmental and health challenges, too. Invasive species and pathogens can catch a ride on those geostrophic winds. For example, some scientists think invasive spruce aphids that have caused problems in our local forest may have arrived as aerial plankton from Russia. On the other hand, aerial plankton are crucial in seeding and fertilizing areas affected by severe disturbance, like volcanic eruptions. They are important food for birds and bats that feed in the sky, and some species of birds take particular advantage of this food source while migrating. Aerial plankton also become food once they come back down to Earth, especially on mountain peaks and snowfields where rapidly cooling air causes downdrafts that bring aeroplankton back to the surface. Some species are sustained primarily or exclusively by feeding on the organisms and detritus that rain down. As we move into spring and summer here in the northern hemisphere, you can expect more aerial plankton to drift above us and rain down onto these lands. This is Katie Gavanis, and this has been Kachemak Currents, brought to you by the Center for Alaskan Coastal Studies, which has been connecting you with the nature of Kachemak Bay through education and stewardship for over 35 years.